What's up, people? Another episode of Justin Sports. Moke Davis here with you. No, it's been a while. Lost my voice. Didn't have it back for a little bit. Some work going on. This morning, it felt good. Like, all right, I'm ready. Get back in the saddle. Get back in the saddle. On this episode, we're going to talk about the NBA Finals and why I think the Warriors will win either tonight or in Game 7 and win another championship and what that says about not just their team, but Steph Curry and his legacy, the legacy of Clay and Draymond and Steve Kerr. We'll talk about that. We'll also talk about in the NBA a little-known trade. Maybe you didn't see it, but it may be one of the biggest trades to put a new player in the NBA Finals talk for next season. We'll also talk about this live tournament, the Saudis, and why I feel like it's not much ado about nothing, but it's really hypocritical of the PGA Tour and critics in general to talk as if this is like the worst thing ever because it's not. And also, I don't want to count my chickens before they hatch, but in baseball, there is a team that I said at the beginning of the season, I said, take a flyer on them, and I did, and I don't know what it means, but you might want to take a look at them if you're looking for a long shot to make the playoffs or win the World Series. And we'll talk about a movie that I just recently watched that I think you should watch. It's probably one of the better sports movies I've seen in a while that actually is like, this is pretty good. I'm going to watch it and I'm going to tell you why. But first, we're going to start with the NBA Finals. And it's a big deal. We've got Game 6 tonight. Can the Warriors clinch? It's going to be another late night for me, of course, as I am going to no doubt be watching this game. I think it is really, really important for Steph Curry. You know, he's never won a finals MVP. And even though they won game five and Steph Curry did not have an MVP performance, there's no doubt about that. I still think that in many ways, overall in these playoffs, Steph Curry has proven that he is the MVP. And it hurts because I know if the Celtics were to win, you know, I got him at 61-1 to to win the NBA Finals, and that's going to hurt if they don't win because I got the Warriors at $9.50 to one. And that's a big difference. A big difference. I'm going to be happy. Now, let's start with the underdog. And the underdog are the Celtics. They're coming into this game six tonight. It's win or watch the celebration by the Warriors on the Celtics' home court. They are 3-0 in elimination games. 
3-0. And they already showed once against the defending NBA champ, Milwaukee Bucks, that the Celtics can win at home in a Game 6 situation and then win on the road in a Game 7 situation. And there's probably a good chance that they can do this here. You know, I feel like the confidence is there with the Celtics, but the thing that I saw in game five that was the most glaring issue is Marcus Smart was just not playing smart basketball. When the Celtics had a chance to maybe find a way to get back in the game five, he got a technical, was jawing, made a couple mistakes on defense and offense. I think it was at the, in the fourth quarter. I just didn't like it. I just feel like when, you know, Coach Udoka put him back in the game thinking that that would be an advantage for the Celtics, I think it actually worked against them. Now, I know that if he's had his moments, good and bad, but Marcus Smart is going to have to play smarter basketball. And let's see if they can do that. But I mean, man, I mean, the thing is, like, even if you want to get excited about how they won at Milwaukee in Game 7, you also have to remember Chris Middleton didn't play, right? You have to remember in that series, the second best player for the Milwaukee Bucks was not on the court. So even for the Celtics to be where they are right now, kind of like they had a little luck on their side right Jason Tatum said we won those games I felt like myself and everybody else did what it took to win that's the mindset you've got to have and you do but it doesn't help when the best the second best player for the opponent is not playing and so you're playing with a little bit of house money right now if you will if you will but the other thing as we look at this game six I already talked about Marcus Smart and how he's got to play better. I think the other player, not Steph, but watch out for Clay to have a big game. If Clay has a big game in game six, I mean, my man scored 37 points in one quarter once. Watch out. You have to watch out. In game six against the Grizzlies, he scored 30 points. He, he knows how to play in big games. And I think you need to watch out for him. Even when they played game six in the finals against the Raptors, he had a good game as he was limping off, if you will. He's had some really dynamic game sixes. And if he has one tonight, uh, I don't know. I don't know. My thing is, I want to see a great game. Neither team, neither player, in terms of the, the star players, have had spectacular games. And now, tonight, I think this will be the first game that you will see a spectacular game game from someone 
The key is as you look at, you know, maybe making a parlay here or there, who is it going to be? You can hedge your bets and, you know, play a couple of options if you want to. But in my mind, I feel like maybe it's going to be Clay Thompson. Steph's going to be Steph. But it could stand that you might want to think about another player that's going to step up and have a big game. But there's a lot of cool player props that you can look at. Jalen Brown, 15 plus 15 points in the first half at plus 270. Klay Thompson, Steph Curry, plus 15 points in the first half at plus 500. That's pretty good. Celtics are favoring this game minus four. I think they're going to come out and play to, I mean, come on, it's ridiculous to say to play to the best of their ability, but I think they're going to play above and beyond being at home. But even in game four, what did the Warriors do? Okay, we can take your best shot and then we'll come right back at you. So in this game, I'm taking the Warriors at plus four. This is a closeout game. They've been here before. They know what to do. But there's some really good player props in here that you can get. The Future still have the Warriors winning it all at minus 350 now. And the Celtics are at plus 280. Looking at the finals MVP, Steph Curry's is minus 320. Jason Tatum is plus 350. So if you're looking for a long shot, you may want to go with that Jason Tatum in case you are a Celtics fan and you think, hey, the Celtics may win this. Because if the Celtics win, then it stands to reason that Jason Tatum is going to be the MVP. And you can get that at plus 350. But realistically, nobody thinks that Jason Tatum is and the Celtics are going to win it all. And that's why Steph Curry and the Warriors are favored. But another long shot, if the Warriors were to still win, and you might see this happen, Andrew Wiggins is at plus 1,400 to get the MVP should the Warriors win it. And he's had some pretty good games. He's had some, to me, the top three plays, or if you want to say dunks, in all of the NBA playoffs in my mind. I mean, he's, he's just been fantastic. So that's another way, another area that you can think about for the NBA. But it should be fun. My vote, and I'm going to make my pick later, is that I think that the Warriors are going to win this game and close out the series. Although, if you're a Warriors fan, you probably want them to maybe lose and win game seven, but you don't want to take that gamble. But the bottom line is you would love for them to win it at home. Win it in front of the fans. You can't beat that. You cannot beat that. And that's exciting. And I'm going to watch. No, you're going to watch. My hope is that we get a good game and a close game. So even though, yeah, I said I'm taking the Warriors at plus four, I, maybe it'll come down to one possession. So I still win even if Boston wins. That's my take. That's my take. Now, before I move on from basketball, there was a 
little known trade that is going down. And I think it could have major implications for one team. And that one team is the Dallas Mavericks. The Dallas Mavericks traded for, going into this season, one of the new young big men in Christian Wood of the Houston Rockets. Now, granted, he got injured. And that, yes, I know that played a big deal. In what may be why he was available. But Christian Wood, I mean, you think about what they had to give up to get Christian Wood, the number 26 pick. Boban Marjanovic, Sterling Brown, Trey Burke, Marquise Chris. Not much in the way of talent. I mean, Wood, in his fifth year, he was averaging just under 18 points, over 10 rebounds a game. There weren't many players in the league that have his numbers. He was shooting 50% from the field and almost 40% from three-point range. And now the Mavericks have smartly added another dynamic talent to their team. And you see Luka Doncic in the Mavericks got farther than probably most of us thought that they would. All the way to the Western Conference Finals. And that was a surprise. But you very well may see them in the NBA Finals next year. If Christian Wood can live up to his potential. Now he may get an extension. If he doesn't get an extension, then it's a good trade for Dallas that he gets to walk if he doesn't, you know, work out. But I think he will. I really do. And this might be the steal of the offseason. Because, man, does he have some serious upside. He's got some serious upside. We've got the U.S. Open happening right now in golf. Do I follow golf on a regular basis? Not really. Not really. Realistically, you know, I watch some of the bigger matches or... Tournament, excuse me. The Masters is unlike any other. So, of course, I watch that. And I keep an eye on other tournaments, but not really. But I've got a bone to pick with the PGA Tour. And what bothers me the most is this notion that the live tours like this 
Oh, awful. Awful league. I mean, I guess it's not a league, but... The way that it has been vilified as, as a tour. Oh, you're playing for the Saudis. And I just don't get it. We've got the PGA Tour suspending players. And I'm saying this from someone who does not really follow golf. I don't follow it a lot. You can get that from the tour junkies. I know they've had some strong opinions about it. The thing is, I think the PGA Tour is scared. The Lyft Tour is giving out money. They've got some of the top young and old players already participating in the Lyft Tour. And it's scary. It's backed by Saudi Arabia, the Live Golf Invitational Series. They're treating the players like the stars that they are. They're giving them money to play. The Live Tour held a tournament last week in London, and now they're coming to the States. And almost 20 players from of the top 100 players have said they're going to play in the Live Tournament. In my mind, you know, I look at this and I'm like, well, is it any different from like when they tried to do the USFL for football? And I guess they are still trying to do it. Or like when there was an ABA and NBA merger. They're always going to be new tours. And there may not be a TV package right now for Live Tour. But you best believe if more players leave. Then you're going to have networks clamoring to show the Live Tour. And you've got title sponsors that are upset about the Live Tour and, oh, you know, this isn't the, the, the human rights issues, the, the, the moral compass of the players that, that have come into question for joining the Live Tour. And I know that the death of, or murder rather, of Khashoggi is, you know, really at the forefront of what I feel like on a basis people think about when you think about the Saudi Arabia's involvement in, in society. And my question is, well, how is this any different 
from doing business if you feel this way with China or Russia. Or you think about the atrocities that happen in Africa and or South America. USA, it's got some skeletons in the closet. So let's not be holier than thou now and say, oh, well, oh, well, we'll accept some things, but we will not accept the live tour. And it's no different in my mind that, yeah, you know, sports is a way that I think, uh, you know, people and organizations and companies and businesses and leagues, you know, it's, I guess, a galvanizing force, if you will. A way to, you know, people go to a ball game so that they forget. That they can have a moment where they don't need to think about life's troubles. And you could say, well, you know, we don't need to be in a situation where we're forgetting about it. You know, an, an atrocity or war crimes. And I just worry that that's where this is. This is not coming from a place of, well, it's unfair. Like we shouldn't have this live tournament because it's Saudi Arabia. I mean, come on. How many countries do business with Saudi Arabia, including ours? Actual business. And because players want to go play in a tournament? They want to play in, in a series? I just, I just don't see it. I think that these players are entitled to choose where they want to play. I mean, is this any different from when someone goes on a European tour? A player plays overseas and come back and compete. It's an open championship. You kind of got to leave it open. If you've won a Masters, you get to keep playing in the Masters, right? So if you wanted to play in a tour in Australia, are you then going to say, oh, well, I mean, what precedence are you setting that this Lyft tour is just, you know, no, you just can't have this at all. I think if anything, the thing sets them is that it, the, the money dwarfs any money that the players would make on the PGA Tour, which means the PGA Tour needs to think about what they are doing and how much they are paying players. You're telling me the PGA Tour wouldn't want the top 20 players playing every single week in every single tournament to sell tickets and get people to watch their tournament? Of course they would. So you're being pretty hypocritical, Shane. That's what it is. It's a sham. And I mean, I'm disappointed that it's come to this. I really am, because it shouldn't. And now it's it's only going to get worse in my mind, because now the Live Tour is going to be in Oregon and New Jersey and Boston and Chicago, Miami, through October with a couple of stops in Bangkok and Saudi Arabia. 
PGA Tour suspending current and former members of the PGA Tour participating. They are ineligible. I mean, come on. You're telling me if you had millions of dollars staring in your you in your face to go play in another league, you wouldn't think about it? At least think about it. Moynihan said, quote, these players have made their choice for their own financial base reasons, but they can't demand the same PGA Tour membership benefits, considerations, opportunities, and platforms as you. That expectation disrespects you, our fans and our partners. You have to make... You have made a different choice, which is to abide by the tournament regulations you agreed to when you accomplished the dream of earning a PGA Tour card and more importantly, to compete as part of the preeminent organization in the world of professional golf. Well, if all the players leave, are you the preeminent organization anymore? No. Aren't we all living for our financial base reasons to an extent? Yeah, if you got a job you love, great. I've got a job I love. I love what I do. If you don't, you know, maybe you're seeking other means of employment. I don't think it's right. I don't think it's right. And I know it's tough for everyone to get their head around that's associated, that's really associated with golf. Maybe it isn't, but with the PGA, you're scared. Scared of another league. At the basis, that's what I think it is. Because, I mean, in my mind, again, coming from somebody who has not really been in golf that much. I do know that there's a European tour and I never heard anybody, and maybe you can educate me on it, but I've never heard anybody being like, oh, you can't play in the European tour and the PGA tour. So that's it. That's that's like the fact, right? It's ridiculous. In my mind, it's just simply ridiculous. All right, baseball. I said I would talk baseball too. Not a big topic. Not a lot to talk about. I am targeting, hopefully seeing Shohei Otani pitch and bat in Baltimore in July. So I am really excited about that as that saga continues for me. I hope it happens. But the thing I wanted to talk about as I look about the base at the baseball standings, Yankees are playing amazing, yada, yada, yada. But the team I'm really looking at are the Minnesota Twins. I'm rooting for the Minnesota Twins. I said before the season started, that's the kind of team that I think you could take a flyer on. Also said Toronto. Also said Toronto. The Blue Jays are at plus 950. So 
Still good odds, $9.50 to one. But if you're still looking for a flyer, a real sleeper, Minnesota Twins are in first place, and you can get them at 35 to 1. 35 to 1 is pretty good. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. Yankees are running away, to me at least, with the best record. And they're leading the AL East. Minnesota's leading the AL Central. Houston's leading the AL West. Mets are leading the NL East. St. Louis is leading the Central. And the Dodgers are leading the West. But there was something about the Twins. I was like, I like them. And the fact that you can get them at 35 to 1, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Now, the funny thing is, my basis for picking the Twins wasn't like, ooh, I really like their roster. Their plus differential isn't great at plus 26. They're nowhere near some of the top teams. The Padres, Dodgers, Cardinals, Braves, Mets, Yankees. Blue Jays, and even the Boston Red Sox and Cleveland in, uh, Guardians, excuse me, who are right below Minnesota have a better run differential. But then as I kind of like twist that a little bit, I'm like, but they've got the magic. They're winning the games that they're not supposed to win. Now, maybe this is just a hot streak. That very well could be. But if it isn't, and you've got a chance to get them at 35 to 1, better strike while the iron's hot. You better go for it. I got the Twins at 56 to 1. When I did my preseason pick, now this is who I have. I had the, I picked the Blue Jays, $9.56 to 1, Angels, 36 to 1, Phillies at 36 to 1, and Twins at 56 to 1. That's what I had. And here we are. Try not to get too excited. Got a long way to go. But also at Boston, also at Boston at 61 to 1. So I'm looking forward to keeping my eye on the Twins and see what they can do. Now, in all fairness, if you ask me who's on the roster for Minnesota, I'm certainly not going to act like I know everybody on the roster by any stretch of the imagination. I know Chris Archer. Gary Sanchez. The player I said would be the the new addition that I think would make a difference as much as it, I hate it to have to say it, but I said it, 
was Carlos Correa. For better or for worse, for cheating, for not, the Houston Astros won a World Series. And now the Minnesota Twins have a champion on their team who's teaching them how to play like a champion and win like one too. They got a decent pitching core and a decent roster on offense. So I'm going to keep my eye on that. What I have my eyes on as I end the show last night, and let me tell you something, I was I was pleasantly surprised. I watched Hustle. Now, am I an Adam Sandler guy? No. Not by a long shot. I think he's funny. I'm not going to say I dislike his movies, but like the thought of me finding that this movie came out, I was like, eh. But I really enjoyed it. And I didn't think that I would. Especially because how many sports movies, the top sports movies, when was the last one that you saw that was really, really good? I mean, the last one I remember seeing that was really good, I'm sure I'm missing something, unfortunately, is probably Moneyball. So I know I'm probably way off to even say that. Somebody's going to kill me for being like, nah, dude, you forgot this movie, forgot that movie. But Netflix's movie Hustle was really good. Now, the surprises for me was in how good the acting was by the basketball players. My favorite of all time, if you're talking about an MVP, Anthony Edwards as Kermit Wiltz. He was great as the villain. He was awesome. I really, really liked him. I thought Juancho Hernan Gomez was really good as Bo Cruz, the boa constrictor. Adam Sandler was his usual Adam Sandler. I'm fine with that. But it was neat because I kind of knew, you know, I know a little bit about some of the things that go behind the scenes in basketball and following the schedule and the NBA draft and all that stuff. It was just very well done. It was very well done. And I like the cameos. Shout out to the Sixers for getting all of the players and getting the, the team to approve it and the league to approve it. I'm curious when they shot it during an offseason, which I know I can look that up somewhere online, but I thought it was really well done. It's a good movie. You got a chance, check it out. Spring Hill Productions. They, they, they were producing it along with Adam Sandler's company. I got to hand it to him. It was really good. Kenny Smith was even good as playing Leon, playing like an agent, a smooth agent. Just a small thing to say. If you want, you know, a little nice sports movie, check that one out. Because I, I believe that over the course of time, you may find this to be one of the better ones. I don't know, maybe not top 10, 
but still one of the better ones in a long time. And maybe you could tell me another one that was more recent that you say, well, I actually like this one, but not like in the past 10 years. I say I can't think of one. I really can't. So I'm just giving out a little endorsement for it. Hustle on Netflix. And that'll do it for Just for Sport. I'm going to enjoy the NBA Finals tonight. Another late night for me watching basketball. Let's see if the Warriors win or the Celtics stave off elimination or rather defeat because this is it. They lose. NBA season's over. So that makes me sad too. Oh, no. Love the NBA season. But so it goes. So it goes. That'll do it for Just for Sport. I'm Jamo K. Davis. Enjoy your sports weekend. Ciao for now. Are you looking for a better way to play player props or daily fantasy sports? Well, look no further than Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the leading over-under daily fantasy game. Why? Because it's so easy to use and win. You can make your picks in under 30 seconds and win up to 10 times your money in one day. Right now, we have a special offer for our viewers and listeners of the Just for Sport podcast. All you have to do is sign up now and use the promo code J for Sport, and Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Yep, that's right. They'll match your first deposit up to $100. So join the over 150,000 others who found a better way to play and download the Prize Picks app today.